Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. If you're forever trying to find the name of those chilli seeds you sowed last year or struggling to identify that incredible peperomia someone told you about, I have the answer. The new garden planner from the Green Conspiracy is the perfect one-stop shop for all your gardening notes. Its simple but smart template and drop-dead gorgeous style make this the notebook you'll want by your side as you plan your gardening, whether that's caring for your houseplants or growing a whole garden full of edibles. The Garden Planner is the work of two graphic designers who found growing plants was the perfect way to get away from their screens and the hustle and bustle of city life. But will it work for you? Well, the Green Conspiracy have been working on their planner for over a year and they've tested prototypes on real gardeners, including me. So I just know you're going to love this notebook. Oh, and it doesn't matter where in the world you garden because the planner is flexible enough to be used by gardeners in the northern and southern hemispheres. The Green Conspiracy's Kickstarter campaign is live right now and runs through until the 7th of March. So visit thegreenconspiracy.com to find out more and get your growing year started in style. on the ledge a safe space for houseplant people to admit and I dare say revel in their addiction. This week I'm talking to Scott Kane, a houseplant Instagrammer based in Perth, Australia, with not one but two barnstorming accounts. His personal account, Tropical Loco, in which Scott shows his enviably huge balcony filled with abundant foliage, monsteras, agaves, staghorn ferns and more. And Boys with Plants, which pretty much does what it says on the tin. Pictures of boys with plants. And boy, is it popular. So popular that there's now a new book of the same name. I find out how the book came about, what it's like inspiring thousands of houseplant lovers on Instagram, and why lots of boys seem to like to tend their houseplants wearing only their pants. And I'll be answering a listener's question about a Monstra Deliciosa that definitely hasn't taken part in dry January. Thanks to my new Patreons this week, Victoria, Marianne and Julia, who've started 2019 in style by pledging to make a regular donation to this here podcast. Just $5 a month grants you access to extra content and you get the inside track on what's going on on the show, plus a warm, fuzzy feeling that you're one of the wonderful folks who helps pay for stuff like microphones, travel expenses and hosting fees. And now on with the business of the show. Let's hear from Scott of Tropical Oco about his houseplant haven in Australia. 
Okay, my name is Scott Kane. Um, I'm a freelance graphic designer in Perth, Western Australia, and I have an Instagram account called Tropical Loco, and I also have an Instagram account called Boys With Plants. Oh, Scott, you are teasing me with your gorgeous pictures of summery Oz uh, looking beautiful as we sit here in the UK in freezing temperatures. Um, This is what I love about the world of podcasting, that it opens up all these different vistas to us. Um, I don't know where to start because there's so many, so many things I want to ask you, but uh, you're clearly, uh, I mean, I've just looked at your Instagram. You've got 46,000 followers on Tropical Oco. Um, Tell us about yes. how that all began. Have you? Are you like me? Have you been somebody who's been into plants since you were a little kid, or did it kick in a bit later? I was. I've always been in, in, into plants. Um, I remember having a happy plant, a dracaena, when I was um, when I was a teenager. I think I was twelve or thirteen, and I, I had it in, on in my bedroom, sitting on carpet. And I did see that the carpet was starting to rot underneath the pot plants, and I definitely kept the plant there so my mum wouldn't see that I was rotting the floor underneath because um, I wanted to keep the plant and and enjoyed it so much. So um, I've always been around plants and and always loved them, and actually my my mum has as well. So um, they've always been in the family, and and I've always grown up with them. So um, definitely, definitely a part, always been a part of my life way before. Oh, well, (laughs) well, you've really rung a bell with me there because that's brought back a memory of me uh, wrecking a carpet in my bedroom. (laughs) what i my approach to it was uh, when i sort of knocked over a plant and soil and water went all over the place was just to put something i just literally put something over it thinking oh well you know nobody will notice and my mum comes in and goes what's that doing in the middle of the floor i'm like um (laughs) oh gosh well i'm glad it's not just me um yeah and now, several years, I, uh, I'm, yes. I'm not going to. Uh, I'm looking at your profile picture now. I guess you're you're not a child, not a child anymore. anymore. You're a, you're a grown man, Scott. Um, you've got your own place. Uh, yes. So yeah, I, I moved into my um, two bedroom apartment about oh eleven years ago now, and um, it has a really huge balcony that extends over the car park, and and um, above the balcony is some shade cloth and some sort of clear plastic, that hard clear pl- plastic to pr- to protect um, for the weather, and so the lots of lots of light comes in, and it really cre- creates like a kind of greenhouse um, sort of a- a effect out there, and it's ideal for um, tropical plants and provides just a, an, enough um, bright indirect light, which we're always looking for um, for our for the tropical plants and as long as I, I give them plenty of water um, they're, they're very happy out there and grow really well and um, be, having been here for, for 11 years they've really it's really um, been a fun project that started out with just a few plants to fill up some space to to really um, taking over the whole the whole front of my building <laughs> and what do your neighbors make of it have you converted anyone to the the cause of plants has anyone else started? <laughs> I have actually. One of my neighbours has really great plants as well. She's doing really well, and and um, we trade cuttings, which is fun. Um, and um, and so, there, yeah, there's a few that, that that have done pretty well. Not not quite not quite my level, but they're getting there. And I, I hope that I, I hope I'm <laughs> hoping that it's inspiring them to to go nuts with the plants as well. 
Oh, that's really <laughs> nice to hear. And uh, you, the other string to your bow, or one of the other strings to your bow, is the Boys With Plants yes. Instagram account. Tell us about that. Um, well, I started... Well, I, I met some, some great people through my plants Instagram, um, Tropical Loco, and, and I used to um, chat, you know, met some great friends through that, as you do through the sort of plant, Instagram plant community. And we used to chat, uh, chat a lot, and, and um, a friend of mine, James Ippy, who lives in Singapore, um, we used to chat and we used to... Actually, I went and visited him in Singapore as well to, to check out his um, garden, and, and he took me around to the botanic gardens and whatnot. But we used to um, send each other pictures um, of other guys on Instagram with amazing plants. And um, at some point, I sort of said, oh, that might make a good Instagram page, a little bit like, um, um, what is it, Hot Dudes Reading or something along those lines. And I thought, oh, see, see if I can put something together. And it kind of really took off. So um, that's, that's how it started. And now it has taken the leap into the world of publishing yeah. with a book that is coming out about the i think about when this interview is coming out if it's not actually out already right. publication dates seem to be a movable I feast these so. days <laughs> um which is exciting yes 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 <laughs> scrolling through the pictures uh i just love this uh instagram account because i have a uh uh, well, actually, I know it's not. It's not a theory. <laughs> I actually know that the majority of my listeners are yes. female, and there's a stereotype that of the crazy plant lady, and that it's it's really just women who are into uh, caring for plants. And clearly, looking at your boys with plants Instagram, that is not the case. <laughs> Men of all types, shapes, sizes, ages, backgrounds are into plants. Absolutely. Um, I think my favourite. I think my favourite picture that I, that I when I was scrolling through the other day and I saw and I just I just loved it was the guy. Um, I think his his Instagram handle is Dan S Y C um, with the Xanthosoma elephant ear. Oh, yeah, yeah. It just makes me yeah. laugh because the leaf is enormous <laughs> and he's got his head poking through the top of the leaf and he's kind of cuddling this leaf. <laughs> And um, I can imagine doing exactly yes. the same if I ever came across a leaf that big. <laughs> um, there's a great a combination of kind of uh, seriousness, um, some serious, serious bodies, <laughs> seriously fit bodies in True. here, but also a good sense of humour that a lot of these guys have got. Yeah. Do you find now that people are just sending you like, please, please, can you feature I, me and sending you stuff out of the blue as well as people you know? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ninety nine percent of it is 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 new is are new images or or images that have um, that uh, want me to post post the pictures. They I, when I when I started the page, I also um, started using the hashtag Boys and Plants. I think maybe. Well, there were less than a hundred people that used it before I started using it, so um, it's very much become if, if people use the hashtag Boys of the Plants, they're kind of asking me to to post their picture on the page. Mm -hmm. So, um, and also I get loads of DMs every day, uh, and and also get tagged in lots of pictures every day um, for people saying, "Please, please post my picture." So I, I try to make it really clear for them though, because I I have a um, have some tips for them to to follow so that they can um, get some images that, or take some images if that's what they want to do, um, so that it, it's quite clear what, what I'm looking for, so. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I mean, it, <laughs> one thing that strikes me is, I never knew so many pet men gardened in their pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a theory. <laughs> Sorry, I should. 
I guess a lot of these are tropical plants. It's probably quite warm. I can imagine that's why they just have to strip down. But um... I'm sure it's not because their photos, the, the, the cameras come out and they just want to pose a little bit. But uh, well, you know, like I guess you know, if you've got it, if you've got an awesome body, then you know, there's no reason not to show sure. it off. I'm not, uh, I'm not being prudish about this. It just, um, it just makes, you know, and it's it's a, one of the most um, agreeable uh, Instagram accounts to scroll through. I have <laughs> to say, um, it's it's every every photo is a pleasure. Good. And through this, you must have meet, met so many different interesting plant people. Can you pick out the two or three that are people that you've met that you've just been, that you've ended up becoming friends yeah. with or you've just learned something new from? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, one of my, um, one of the guys that's actually in my book um, is um, Jan from, Jan Kay, he's written in the book. He's from, um, he lives in Bogota, um, Colombia, but he's actually Czech. Um, his Instagram is home by Fausner. I guess that's how you say it. I've always read it. <laughs> and um, yep. he just, um, I think moving to Colombia, he was interested in plants um, anyway, but just being around the uh, amazing environment and the, and the garden and, and all the tropical plants, he's just gone, um, he's just gathered so many amazing plants and, and photographed them so beautifully and his interior is just um, just amazing, and and he's definitely one that I think is um, worth checking out. That's for sure. Yeah, I I, I know his account. Yeah. yeah, I've I've definitely come across him before, and I, he's got an amazing collection of plants. Yeah, and I guess that's the lovely thing that you that that you get from from this account is just that there are people in every corner of the world, yeah. from Turkey to Iran to Colombia to the North America yeah. to South America. This is a worldwide thing Definitely. now, right? I mean, it's 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 very exciting to see that 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 people are really rediscovering mm-hmm. plants as a wonderful yeah, thing. Absolutely. Do you think the men are going to catch up? Do you think that the the numbers of of men into plants is going to catch up with the stereotypical? Oh, this is all a woman's game. Uh, good question. I don't know. Um, uh, I think that. I think that women will probably continue being a, a, um, ahead a little bit in that way, but there's definitely there's definitely been more and more of an interest at the moment, um, part, partly through the, the worldwide trends, and I think also men I think are, are more comfortable with just enjoying what they enjoy now as well. I think they're more um, they feel more mm. open to express themselves the way they really truly feel they want to, rather than um, you know, feeling like they can't express themselves um, because it's too maybe considered too feminine or or um, you know that sort of thing. So I th- I think maybe that's part of it as well. But um, yeah, it remains to be seen, really, doesn't it? it? Depends on how long the trend keeps going for as well. <laughs> I mean, mm. it seems to be go- going bigger and bigger. But you know, the way trends go, sometimes um, we could turn around next year and people are not interested in plants at all anymore. <laughs> Who knows? Well, yeah, who knows? I mean, I really hope that doesn't yeah. happen. But yeah, it's 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 it will be interesting to see how this develops. Yeah. And uh, tell me a little bit about Australian houseplant culture. I often wonder, you know, I, I look, was looking the other day and I reckon I've got about, uh, you know, a few thousand listeners in Australia. Mm. And I often think to myself, gosh, I really don't... Um, I really don't cater for those listeners very much in that it must be frustrating when I'm talking about, oh, it's freezing here. I'm getting my plants ready for winter and you guys are basking in the sunshine. <laughs> Does it ever feel like 
um, annoying that so much gardening coverage outside of your own country is is biased towards the northern hemisphere. Think, um, particularly um, because your podcast is is so um, uh, so much about cold and hot as well. We don't so much we don't get that so much because even in winter here it's still relatively warm. We can still leave our our plants mm. outside. We don't well, it's particularly in Perth, Western Australia, we don't get any snow or any frost. So and some of our tropical plants grow the best in winter because they get the extra rain. Um, so. You know, there's there's definitely some tips um, that that aren't that we don't need to follow here, um, but the, obviously the general kind of kind of um, information is still useful. And there's also other times where we can sort of listen to listen to the podcast six months out. We can always go back to the old previous um, previous <laughs> shows and, and listen to them then. So um, there's always there's always that as well. So, but I think in Australia. Um, Quarantine is really important here, so there's a, a lot of the times I see plants and I just wish that I could get get one and 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 you know that they're definitely on my list, but there's just no chance here because um or, or very it makes it very difficult because of quarantine or um, rules about whether whether plants can come into the country. So that's the one area that I that sometimes I wish I oh, I could go. Um, shopping in <laughs> or get you know online shopping and have them sent down here but it just can't we just can't do that mm. Mm. yeah because I remember back in the episode where I talked to Dan Torre who's I can't think which Australian city he's based in but uh, he wrote a book about about cacti called cactus history uh, history and so uh, sort of cultural aspects of cacti and I remember him said him saying that you know lots of cacti were banned yeah. in Australia for many years because of worries about um invasive yeah. species which is understandable um so yeah it, obviously that's a big concern yeah. about uh, overwhelming the local the native the native wildlife yeah. um which is not so much of a concern here right? uh, g- generally on the whole the things that we're going to grow inside yeah. would not survive five minutes outside in the whole of the year yeah. so it's not so much of a problem well, the, um i was just gonna say the the, the opuntia um i think i'm saying it the right way the mm. opuntia cactus the, the which is basically the prickly pear cactus that's we see that quite commonly here but that is considered a weed here and and if if you ever try to go onto a um facebook page where people are trying to sell house plants and they put one of those cactuses up it doesn't take long before lots and lots of people say these are weeds you're not allowed to sell these you have to destroy it so it makes it people yeah it yeah. makes it pretty hard to to exchange those types of things as well because because they are they do spread very easily here um so mm, mm. Um, that's right looking at your pictures of your balcony which is which is gorgeous one of the great things i imagine about this structure is you've got all these beams from which you can hang stuff and you've taken full advantage of that tell tell me about some of the 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 hanging stuff you've got there i can spy some is that ripsalis and i have quite a few different types of possibly some epiphyllums there i have some different types of ripsalis i have some some of the sort of fishbone fern which i really like and lots of lots of those sort of kind of soft-leaved um cactus Type um, type plants. Um, I have some different philodendrons and and uh, peperomia. Um, I have. I'm sitting inside here. I should go and wander around at, at, on my balcony to have a look <laughs> and tell you exactly what I see. But um, um, yeah, uh, I have some different ferns and some um, uh, some different monstera uh, as well. Uh, the the sort of the vine the vine type ones. Um, oh, I, I quite like the the kind of the kind of succulents, the hanging pot succulents as well. 
give me your t- secret top tips for watering because I, I do struggle with hanging plants. It has to be said. Um, you know, I'm quite mean with a watering can, which is usually good, but sometimes that goes a little bit too far. <laughs> um, I guess, can, can you, like, do, are you worried about... What's your flooring? Uh, do you need to worry about water dripping? How do you water all these contain these hanging <laughs> containers? Just for the hose. Um, that's what that's having so many plants. That's what makes it easy having that many plants outside because I just get the get the hose out and then I I sort of um, uh, squash the squash the hose a little bit so that I can give the plants that don't need very much water just a quick little squirt and then I can give the the plants um, that need lots of lots of water a really good soak. Um, and I really try and, or depending on the plant, but I usually um, try and soak the leaves and, and, and wash, you know, the, especially the philodendrons, lots of, really wash those leaves and stuff and whatnot as well. Um, and because I'm, I'm watering above, a lot of the water runs through to the plants below as well. So um, a lot of the water gets sort of recycled through the pots as I water them. But being outside and being on concrete, I can be, be pretty um, rough with the water. It's no problem. And I'm, I'm a little bit, I, I don't, even even my windows, sometimes I get them a little bit wet too. But I, I'm, I prefer <laughs> watering my plants properly than having perfectly pristine, clean windows. So I'm okay with that. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I I think uh you know that's that's the wonder of having that balcony space out there which is is uh it's a it's a threshold between outdoors and yeah, indoors, isn't it, is. it? And you can you can use it in in lots of different ways. And do you, you I believe you work from home, so this must be really nice to be able to go out there Definitely. and uh Although how do you get any work done though, Scott? Do you... <laughs> that's the problem, isn't it? <laughs> It's very tempting to go out yeah, and have a it good, is the have a good wander around and pick some leaves and and um, and you know sweep up and, and sometimes when I'm I'm particularly looking for a nice distraction that's when I go out and take photos um, for my Instagram because uh, that always involves sort of sweeping up a few extra dead leaves and and moving sometimes moving a few pots around just for the just to make the picture a little bit more pretty. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's, uh, I, I know that feeling. You sort of think, oh, I'm just going to spend five minutes just tiddling with this and then the whole afternoon's exactly. gone and you think, oh, damn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was meant to be doing, doing some right. work. That's right. <laughs> and and your monsteras or monstrous, however we decide to pronounce it, are, are a big feature. Yeah. Um, how many have you got and what are the different, are they are they all plain ones or have you, I think you've got a variegated yeah, one or two, haven't you? I do have a variegated one. It's quite a big um, variegated um, Borsigniana, am I saying that right? Um, Monstera. Uh-huh. Um, the one that isn't Delicchiosa that you see around. Um, and, uh, and Yeah, I got yeah. you. <laughs> and that one's growing really quite well, actually. And then I have a really big Delicchiosa as well. That was one that I got... Um, actually before I even moved into this this apartment so it's probably about 12 or 13 years old now and at one point I, I had completely um, ignored it and I was renovating my kitchen actually and I had all my furniture out of my balcony so my, my plants kind of got ignored and and it really suffered and so I ended up chopping the long leafy bits off and replanting them and that's why it's quite it's quite a compact plant with really big leaves because it's actually quite mature. It just happens to um, to be more compact than most of them. So um, that one's growing. That looks particularly good in photos, that's for sure. <laughs> and um, and then I have a few. Yeah, you know when you get those, you get those extra holes mm. right by the mid yeah. rib of the leaf that you've got the really mature leaves, that's which it. is yeah. uh, look amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, that's an exciting. <laughs> An exciting moment. And I yeah. think those plants are, gosh, 
I I would love to know. I would love to know whether um, how old people. I imagine there's some people who had monsteras in the 70s who still got them, who've just oh, kept them, them smallish by hacking away at them. Well, because they can grow outside here. So um, as long as they're kept in the shade, um, occasionally you'll go into sort of a, a nana's, nana's garden and wander around and look at the back of the garden outside. <laughs> and under the, a really shaded area, you see these huge monstera leaves. And often we see fruit on them as well. Um, and they've just been ignored and left, basically, watered by the, by the, um, mm. by the lawn, um, when the lawn gets watered, I think. And they just, they just go nuts. Um, but as, they do need the shade, though. They still, our, our sun is, is much too hot for them um, here. So as long as they've, they've gotten shade mm. and, and, and a little bit of water, they manage to survive um, outside here. So... <laughs> Do you, do you, when you're looking at your Instagram account, obviously in other people, there's, you know, 46,000 people looking at your personal Instagram. Do you ever kind of uh, worry that people are kind of thinking, oh yeah, I'm going to do that and buying tons of plants and then it all goes pear-shaped because they haven't backed that up with any kind of research about what they're buying. <laughs> that the Instagram gives a kind of a false impression of, of what's possible to yeah. somebody who's a newbie. yeah. Um, I hope that it just inspires them. <laughs> I hope that they look at it and, and, and are inspired and, and yeah, I, I would hope that they wouldn't buy them all at once, but, um, I think probably they would learn the hard way and, <laughs> and wouldn't continue or maybe they'd learn quickly and, and end up doing well. I, th- I think it's hope. Well, I guess that's how you learn as well, isn't it? How yeah. you learn is by making those kind of mistakes and, uh, and you go and buy another one and you try to treat it better yeah, <laughs> uh, ultimately. Definitely... And I think um, I think Instagram is equally uh, an educational tool as it is a, oh, yeah. look at the pretty plants thing. You know, I think a lot definitely. of people are gaining a lot of information from, from Instagram and learning so. about plants in a way that possibly they wouldn't do, I mean, much as there are fantastic houseplant books out there, some people are never going to be looking at, at books to learn stuff. Yeah, so that's true. let's hope that, you know, your Instagram is a force for good in this world. <laughs> I hope so too. For me, and, I think it's part of bringing a, help, helping bring community together as well. So I think that it's such a nice way to, um, to, to speak to people, and especially now that since um, Instagram has stories as well, um, it's really a great conversation starter. So you'll see somebody's story and often... Well, me, I do this as well. I, I don't really put um, sad, sad-looking plants in my on my Instagram page, but I will put them in my in my story, and I'll say, "Oh, look, this one's dying. What can I do to fix this one?" And it really, really starts a great conversation, and um, it's a really good way to learn as well. Yeah, so, um, I think that's that's really helped bring, bring uh, start a kind of community. Yeah, I think that's true. I have to find myself putting random things on my Instagram stories and then getting interesting responses back from people saying, oh, have you thought about yeah. this? Or perhaps it's this. And then, uh, yeah, it's, it's a great, it is a great way to, to yeah. learn and to pass on information. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it, is, it is a valuable thing. Uh, now, let's see what our next question was. Uh, so we've talked about Monsteras. Are they your favourite plant to grow or is there anything else that you, you just couldn't be without on your balcony? <laughs> I think my Monstera are the, my favourite plants to photograph. <laughs> and I, I guess they are my favourite to grow, although to be honest, they don't really take... For me, they don't really take very much care whatsoever. I, I sort of have a spot that they 
grow really well and they they just do their thing and and um so I, yeah mate, I think I guess they are my favorite to grow um because because they're just super low care <laughs> which is good for me I I it looks like I um mm. it looks like there's a lot of time and effort on my balcony and some some you know I can spend a day on my balcony once a month, um, which you know actually isn't that much time and care. It's just it's just built up slowly over time. So um, um, I think that's uh, yeah, I think that's probably the case. <laughs> and are there any plants that, given what you were saying about Australia's restrictions on imports, are there any plants that are still on your wish list that you just haven't been able to get hold mm. of? I'd really love a black. Uh, a, is it called Raven ZZ plant? Black ZZ plant. The, oh yeah, the yeah. ZZ pla- Yeah, I would really love one of those. I haven't seen those here at all. Um, although we have the regular type of ZZ plant, so I imagine somebody probably would be allowed to import it here, but I haven't seen it here. That's definitely one that I'd like. That would be on my wish list. Oh, okay. It's another one that's not a, not a lot of care, but shouldn't be a lot of care, I imagine, um, if it's like the like the regular ZZ plant. But no. Really cool. Well, that's interesting. I actually I've got four. Not that I'm going to send you one, Scott, because I think it will probably die in the post and get yes. get seized at customs. But I have four uh, raven leaflets that I've oh. been propagating from a, a stem that somebody sent me. Nice. And uh, but it's very slow because yeah. uh, they have to kind of they develop a kind of a um, the bottom of the leaflet starts mm. to swell and turn into a little rhizome, yeah. and then it's that roots. Uh, so it's a long, it's a long road. Yeah, but um, yeah. <laughs> I've already already got a waiting list of people who want them. Oh, so <laughs> yeah, oh, so, so they're as much um, in demand in the UK but, as they are here. Then yeah, I mean they are popular, yeah. and I can see I can see why. I think the foliage is attractive. I think a lot of people don't realise that it starts out pale green and then it darkens oh. as it ages. So. Okay the individual fronds kind of look kind of interesting as they grow. Yeah. I think the trouble with really dark leaf plants is they can sort of fade into the background. So yeah. you kind of got to put them with something that another, I mean, I, I got this vision of growing a raven mm. with um, something like uh, the lime zinger oh. um, philodendron oh, to yeah. have a real contrast. Um, yes. But uh, I haven't got one of those. So, <laughs> I like and my the, raven plant is about four yeah. centimeters, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like the idea. Could of take putting, a while. Putting all the the um, the dark colored ones together as well. So, the, I've got a um, colocasia. Um, oh, what's that one with the, with with really black leaves um, and uh, a begonia oh, that's yeah. got, sort of got black silver leaves as well. So I think that um, sort of photographing them anyway with 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 all together with all the black leaves can look really good too. Mm. <laughs> I believe your profession is is in design, so yes. this must be why all your pictures have be- are beautifully shot and <laughs> staged. In that you've got an eye for different leaf combinations and colours and textures. I really enjoy that, and matching matching pots to put to the um, to the plants as well. I really enjoy that. So um, it's I find it it's kind of a, a creative outlet that's completely separate from the creative my creative job which is you know sitting on a computer um 99% of the time so it's nice to go outside and use my visual eye to match things and put things together and and then um compose photos for them and and, and that sort of thing and it's just nice to do something that's that's separate from a computer but still that's still creative one plant that keeps catching my eye in your photographs is an agave and I don't know which agave it is but it's kind of got soft green it doesn't look very spiky perhaps it is spiky um 
Do you know the one I'm talking about? I do know uh, the which one is I'm actually picture. I'd love to be able to say what the it looks Latin amazing name, name for it is, but um, I'm um, I'm not very good at Latin names. But um, it's, oh, it's one that I've had for years, actually years and years. I, I might have had it for, I might have had it for fifteen. I've had it for a really long time. It, it was a friend of mine's, and, and she she collected it as a little um, a little pup. Um, and uh, and although it's not that big what I do every time when it grows quite long I just saw the bottom of it off and then pull the root the root ball out throw that away put in new soil and stick it back in the, in a pot and it, and it grows beautifully again so I've done that about four or five times oh. now so if I'd left it it would probably be as tall as the as the roof but um, it <laughs> sort of loses its leaves underneath so it gets sort of long and long and, and um, trunky so, so that's why I, I do that Another plant I wanted to ask you about was your cardboard palm, Zamia furfuracea. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm growing these from oh. seed, so I, I wondered, are they easy? Am I going to struggle slow. once it gets... Yeah. Slow, okay. Super slow growing, um, and I find just... They just put out new... So, so actually just in the last two weeks, um, I have two type two um, cycads and both of them have just put out new leaves just in the last couple of weeks but they tend to not do anything for most of the year and then they'll put all their leaves out at once um, <laughs> so um, okay so that's what I found with mine anyway and also I put mine um, in full sun pretty much in full sun I, I that cardboard palm that, that you're talking about I had it um in the shade earlier and it grew really long with tiny little leaves on the on the tips of it um so I would wonder if maybe it wouldn't be enough light indoors um in the UK mm. but you might have to put lots of grow light grow lights around it perhaps <laughs> yeah 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 that could be the answer well i'm growing them from seed i mean when i when i looked at the packet it said germination can take several months because i was like okay (laughs) (laughs) so uh, i you know it's a it's they've only but they've only been in the in the seed tray for like two weeks so nothing so far but it's an interesting experiment (laughs) yeah uh i like to try growing and if if it go if it doesn't work it's kind of three pounds i've wasted so you know it's not the end of the world you don't need to grow anything from seed though because it looks like you've got you've maxed out here i'm pretty much yeah 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 i i grow i i take some cuttings i give cuttings to friends but I've kind of my plant goal for 2019 is actually not to buy any more plants. <laughs> it's hard to do sometimes, yeah. but um, I'm trying to just keep the keep the plants that I've got um, beautiful and growing well. Um, if they grow too big, to, to cut them back and give away some cuttings. And I've just about I think I've just about run out of space um, for new plants anyway, particularly new big plants. <laughs> and I'm liking your use of the hashtag Staghorn Saturday. Um, yes. I, I legendarily, I legendarily killed a staghorn <laughs> by my beautiful uh, staghorn um, because I t- uh, I've put it outside in a random spot that, and then it, it, the weather got really unexpectedly frosty and I killed it. And I uh, I haven't been able to bear to buy another one. I wish I was in your climate because I could <laughs> leave it outside all year round. Tell me about your. Tell me about these yeah. plants. How many of these have yeah. you got? And and. Um, they must grow really well in your climate. Yeah, I've got, I've got a few different types. Although, um, you know, whenever you've got something that you really like, you're always looking to 
to, to, to look at more different interesting ones um, like like in in Asia, which is um, uh, which I travel to a lot, so I, I've seen I've seen some of the ones there, and they look at the ones here in Australia look a little bit dry compared to those. But um, I have I must have about four or five different um, different staghorns here. Um, they just grow really well as sort of wall plants, and because I've got walls on three sides in, on, of my balcony, um, they just look really good and grow really well um, uh, in. In, in yeah space. no they're amazing they're amazing plants i will eventually go back into that but i've just i've been well i haven't been burnt i've been <laughs> frosted about <laughs> uh it's just a bit tragic yeah, i can't I, I can't bear to go back in there right now yeah um well that pretty much exhausts my list of questions scott is there anything right. else you wanted to tell me or anything more about the book Who, who's the book aimed at is it just oh. your loyal band of listeners or is there is there any are you trying to reach out beyond the sort of natural houseplant that, community um, with I this i think that that it will appeal to people who like plants and i think it'll it'll, it'll appeal to people who like guys <laughs> there's um there's you know you you can get you can get plant tips in there but if you just want to look at the pictures that's perfectly fine too um nobody's holding that against you so i think that um, it's it's not particularly expensive, so it's a nice little um, a nice little. I think it's about ten pounds um, in the UK, nine ninety nine or something. So as a, an extra little mm-hmm. gift, I think people might sort of throw it in. And I think that people who um, just think it's a bit funny. I know I, I um, heard of a friend that received it. Um, not knowing that I was behind it, I should say, um, received it because he always kills plants, and so a friend of his gave it to him, and he's like, and, and, and gave it to him to um, to sort of encourage him to learn how to how to grow plants, and also was a bit of a joke, um, which was kind of funny, um, but uh, yeah, I think um, any anyone who likes plants or guys will 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 enjoy the book. Yeah, and I think uh, there's so many great houseplant books coming out at the minute that, uh, you know, it's really nice to see that that uh, that the houseplants are being embraced by the publishing industry. Um, although I did get told by a publisher recently that houseplants were overexposed in publishing right now. I was like, OK, <laughs> but um, surely that's well. just <laughs> that's a good thing. But, um, yeah, uh, the publisher, yeah. I guess, is always looking for the new and upcoming trend as opposed to the established the trend. Thing. So, um yeah, yeah, well, this, yeah, this book was exactly. first talked about sort of a, over a year ago, a year and a half ago, I think, it, mm. just about. So it does take a long time for it to go from being discussed to actually coming out and, and being yeah. available to buy. So I can see how they, they're always looking for the thing that's going to be popular next year. Fortunately, houseplants are popular this year <laughs> for me. <laughs> Well, I'm loving the way that your your two Instagram accounts are going and uh, they bring me a, a lot of joy on a daily basis. So thank you very much for all your beautiful you. pictures, Scott Kane. Thanks so much to Scott. You can find details of the plants we've talked about and his book Boys With Plants in my show notes at janeperone.com. Many thanks to my sponsors this week, The Green Conspiracy, please do check out their website, thegreenconspiracy.com, to support their Garden Planner Kickstarter. Let's turn to question of the week, which comes from Harry this week. Harry contacted me with a problem about his... Say goodbye. 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Monstera Deliciosa. He's found that his plant is making new leaves aplenty, but it takes ages for the leaves to unfurl. Sometimes, he says, the leaves develop brown patches while they're unfurling, despite not being in the path of any direct sunlight. Perhaps you could shed some light on this conundrum. And Harry has helpfully sent along some images of his troublesome leaves. Always worth doing if you've got an inquiry for On The Ledge. And indeed, one of them does look very miserable. It's partially unfurled. It's got yellow splotches on it. And in one corner, it's gone brown completely. So not looking in a good way. I'd love to say that this is a nice, easy, cut and dried case, but unfortunately it is indeed a conundrum, Harry, because there are so many different reasons why a monstrous leaves can do this. These kind of problems are incredibly difficult to diagnose. There could be half a dozen different causes of this problem. Overwatering, underwatering, too much light, too little light drafts. The list just goes on. But I would be pretty confident that I could put my finger on one of the causes, Harry, and it's most likely to be overwatering at this time of year because it's very, very tempting to keep sloshing with the watering can. But really, Monstra Deliciosa can afford to dry out quite significantly at this time of year before you give it any water. I mentioned in the gadgets episode my soil sleuth, which I have now taken delivery of and this really is an excellent tool to use if you're worried about the moisture of your soil. I used it on my Aspidistra the other day and while I thought that the soil was completely dry when I actually burrowed it down into the soil and brought up these miniature soil samples using the little notches in the stick of the soil sleuth I realised that actually the plant was quite moist around the roots so I didn't need to water. So do check your Monstera carefully before you water at this time of year. If you don't happen to own a soil sleuth like me, then you can just make your own testing gadget using a wooden chopstick and stick that into the soil for a few minutes and see if it comes out damp. The other thing to say about monstrous is they are hungry plants and you will get the odd leaf turning yellow if the plant isn't getting fed enough. Even in winter, the plant will be putting on some growth and, in my opinion, will still require some feeding throughout the winter. I give mine a sort of a half dose of feed every couple of weeks, which seems to keep it ticking over. So that's something else to consider, Harry. If you've never fed your plant, then maybe give it a very dilute dose of houseplant fertiliser then start feeding it the full dose once spring arrives. So Harry, I would remove those very damaged leaves, take the plant out of the pot and check for any root rot, any slimy brown roots and remove those and if necessary pot it up into fresh compost. But it may just be that you've caught it in time and no root rot set in, you just need to cut back on that watering to make sure your plant survives and indeed thrives. 
And further to Harry's comment about the speed at which monster leaves emerge, monster leaves do unfold pretty slowly. It can take anything from a few days to a few weeks from a leaf to go from a tightly furled young leaf to a fully formed adult leaf. So you do have to have a bit of a patience game going on here with these. Harry, do let me know how your plant gets on. And if anyone else has a question for On The Ledge, drop me a line on the ledge podcast at gmail.com. I always love to hear from you. That's all for this week. I'm taking next week off because, well, quite frankly, it's my birthday. So no show on the 15th of February. I'll be back leafy and loud on the 22nd. In the meantime, please do join houseplant fans of On The Ledge on Facebook, where you can continue the planty conversations to your heart's content. But that's all for me this week. I'll see you in two weeks. Bye! The music you heard in this week's episode was Roll Jordan Roll by the Joy Drops, an instrument, The Boy Called Happy Day Gakana by Samuel Corwin, and Overthrown by Josh Woodward. The ad music you heard is Dill Pickles by the Heftone Banjo Orchestra. All the music in this week's show is licensed under Creative Commons. See my show notes at janeperone.com for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.